Bet the Juice Podcast. Week 11 in the books. Connor, the season's starting to wind you down here. You say this every fucking time. I know I do. But honestly, week 11 actually had a decent amount of playoff implications happening. Yeah, I think we see, saw one conference get closer to elimination. Yeah, I actually want to jump into that one first because I think that one had the most actual impact when it came to like where everything's going to shake out. Let's start off with let's start off with the Washington game. Washington goes into Eugene 37 to 34. Some spread. What was it, 13 and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Some this, fucking spread. This was one that really honestly shocked me. Oregon was basically just steamrolling everybody in their path, and it looked like that week one was just kind of a fluke. And then out of nowhere, here comes this Washington team who really has been, I mean, very hit or miss all season. Yeah, it's crazy that Oregon ended up losing this game considering they had the more yards, 592 to 522. The time of possession was 34 30, or thirty-four minutes, 31 seconds to for Oregon compared to 25-29 for Washington. But man, was Washington just able to exploit Oregon's secondary. And this kind of was my biggest worry because I knew Oregon's secondary could be a liability for them in this game. But I also thought that they would be able to put up enough points to uh, beat Washington. But yeah, they fully exploited that secondary. I mean, Penix went off 20, 26 to 35, 408 yards and 11.7 average, two touchdowns did have the one red zone pick. But, I mean, shit, score there, and this game's even more crazier. Yeah, it was a slow start. 23 points combined in the first half, and then go off for 48 in the second half combined. So, yeah, it. I forget what time. Oh, this was at the same time as, I think, Texas TCU. And it kind of got lost a little bit, but, I mean... Props to Washington. Like, I didn't really think they had a chance of winning this game. And, I mean, the spread reflected it. And also that spread was also being hit crazy by the public was on Oregon as well. So, I think it was something nobody really – I mean, I definitely didn't see this coming. No, and I mean – Did you have action on this? I didn't because I didn't – I like, if anything, I thought maybe the over, which I think did hit. I think I think when we talked about it on Friday, we both we didn't play it, but I think Oregon might have been our lean. Yeah, I mean those second half drives for Washington were crazy. They ended up going uh, ten plays for sixty five yards, touchdown. Two plays for seventy five yards, touchdown. Eleven plays, ninety eight yards. Had the INT in the end zone. I think it was also on fourth down. But then next drive. Three plays, 65 yards, touchdown. Four plays, eight yards, field goal. Like, Oregon just couldn't stop him in the second half 
literally just about every one of their drives ended up with points and aside from the red zone pick but they were right there on the doorstep so i mean i this completely knocks oregon out of playoff implications but still alive for the pac-12 championship and kind of puts washington in outside spot but yeah i think did they lose outside the pac-12 i can't remember I don't remember this. I look at well, they only have two. Yeah, it's two losses in the Pac-12. Okay, so yeah, they're on the outside looking in, but it's. it's but with an here's the thing: is Oregon plays Utah, UCLA plays USC, depending on how some of those games go, and we have another week after that. But didn't UCLA beat Washington? Yeah, that's why I think. That's where I, it gets a little yeah, I bit. I don't know the tiebreakers. Yeah, but obviously they have a head-to-head with Oregon that if Oregon loses to Utah, that puts Washington in the driver's seat right there. Just depends on how everything goes. But still got two weeks to figure out the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, and then one of the other teams that I thought had a shot, like a very outside dark horse chance to make it, UCLA. UCLA falls to Connor's Wildcats. Hell of a way to cash that win total. Yeah, no, definitely not a spot where I think you had any indication that was going to be the week no. it was going to hit. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, man, that was one that went completely under the radar. I woke up the next morning, paid attention to a little bit of the games, and then woke up and was just like kind of scrolling, box score reading, and I was like, oh, UCLA lost. There goes the back 12 yeah, I ended up staying up for this game. What a game. I have to give so much props to Jaden Delora. He d- made so many damn plays with his legs that just kept them in this game. They, I mean, they were in control for the majority of this game. And I'll rem- one of the best plays that happened was Jaden Delora's fourth down uh touchdown to T-Mac with 634 it was a 14 or it was on fourth down like if Arizona doesn't get this like they they probably end up losing this game and he made a hell of a play escaping the rush I mean the 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 Murphy twins were all over him but he was just finding ways to escape and then he right before that touchdown he had a 14 yard run to make it a better like more manageable play just phenomenal play for him i mean charbonnet played out of his mind here he was running all over the arizona defense like i mean what did he rush for it was like one i think it was like in almost 180 yards three touchdowns yeah but the thing the biggest thing was he was getting the chunk plays but the explosive runs weren't really there and i mean it it's more, in my opinion, this was more on the defense. But also, this Arizona defense hasn't been that good. You expect UCLA to be able to put points up against, like, I love Arizona. I'm glad they cla- cra- uh, cashed the win total. But I didn't think they had defense to be able to complete with, Not complete yet. with Not UCLA. Yet, at least. I think they're heading in the right direction here. But, but yeah, I mean,. Like I said, Arizona was able to also exploit UCLA's defense. 18.5% and 
explosive play rate, and that on the whole day, their success rate was over 50%, 53.8. The crazy thing was Delora's average yards per attempt or air yards per attempt was 5.9, but yet his average per completion was 14.3. So he wasn't throwing the ball like all over them. They were just finding the holes in that zone and able to exploit it. And I mean, I... Could not believe what I was watching when Arizona came away with this game. No, I don't blame you. Like we were kind of alluding to, that probably basically solidifies the Pac-12 being out. USC is the only shot, and I think they can win out and maybe even still be left out. Yeah, I mean, UCLA obviously still in for the Pac-12 championship. They have a big test this weekend. But, yeah, as far as, like, possible dark horse if they ended up winning the Pac-12. I mean, for playoff, that's dead. Yeah, the thing was though, like They were but they were the furthest outside team that I actually saw. Yeah, of. there was the road, but that they would have just got the sh- absolute shit kicked out of them yeah, in the opening round game. But it would have been a cool story. You still yeah. made the playoffs. You can never take that away from anybody. No. Another one. I don't know how they do it. TCU 17, Texas 10 and it didn't really feel like. I mean, both offenses kind of struggled. The defense were playing out of their minds, but it didn't. Somebody really feel... on the over it was very pissed off this whole goddamn game. Did... This game got relegated to small corner screen on the quad screen. Like, it was Bad. that boring. But I want to give credit to TCU for winning a game that was unusual to how they've won the games. We all know this TCU's been that explosive offense. But they they just won this game like kind of ugly. Like they they struggled a little bit against Texas's uh, defense, but they were able to just control the clock. You look at the time of possession: three or thirty-seven minutes twenty-two seconds to twenty-two minutes thirty-eight seconds. When you're able to control a game like that, you're going to come away with a victory more times than not. And they were. Really like selling out to stop Bajan. He ended up with 22 rush attempts for 28 yards. When's the last time Bajan's done that? So they were really selling out to stop him and like say, hey, Quinn, go in the fucking game. And he did struggle. Yeah. And I mean, he escaped through the game without any injury. That's one thing you can't say in TCU. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that trend does end, but I mean, I kind of feel like Sark was outcoached this game. Oh yeah. Um the is is CCU good? I don't know. Is this the worst ten and power five school we've ever like, seen? Like I just feel like if they get into the playoffs, man, I, I I don't know if they have to go up against like because I don't see a path where they're not like the four seed. Yeah. And if they have to go up against Georgia, I just We've seen what. But that's ha- the same thing, though. They were they're getting three or four. I see the exact same scenario happening against Ohio State too. I'm not ready to say that, but I think if like you have to go up against that Georgia defense, they're gonna stop you more times than not. And yeah, I don't I I don't think it would end well, but I don't know, because like really, who's like this is their best opponent, and we're talking about a team that is six and four. Yeah, for real though. But and I, or I, I'm sorry, their best wins Kansas State. 
and they're a three-loss team. Like, I love Kansas State to death, but still. like So, ba- at Baylor next week, and then home first the first Iowa State mm-hmm. is it so it looks like I mean this I mean you see the spread on the Baylor game it's only two and a half which I don't agree with which we'll get to the locks in a couple of days but <laughs> yeah on there I mean that means they're only five and a half points better like on a neutral I don't really agree with that but I mean the path looks like they're getting their undefeated now can they win that championship game which is probably Kansas State's in the driver's seat for the most part yeah Kansas State wins out there in yeah so, I mean, it's all going to come down to that, and you could get this TCU And honestly, and- I cannot – I pray to God that happens. Granted, I already have a Kansas State ticket for the Big 12 championship. I heard this on another podcast. If, say, that rematch happens, Kansas State-TCU, is TCU favored? When neutral – I think it's a. I I think this. I would say. You, I think the spreads under three. But what are, what are the power ratings? That's saying? what I was trying to see. I'm trying to do it here. I I would think so, right? They have to be. Let's get this pulled up here. I mean, just in my opinion, like I, if, if Kansas State doesn't have those quarterback injuries, I think they win that game. On a neutral, I have it as two. 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 TCU. TCU by two. Okay. So So, so I'm gonna if that happens again, I'm gonna end up doubling down. <laughs> the power ratings still have Texas ahead of TCU. Sitting in at number nine. Yeah, and there's so many people that have been saying like you can't you you have to ignore the power ratings. Texas is not right. <laughs> I do it just they won't leave. They, they won't leave, but they don't deserve They will not it. leave the top 10. They literally will not leave the top 10. <laughs> Lastly here, Bama 30, Ole Miss 24. Bama escapes with a victory. I didn't have any eyes on this game, but, man, every time I was updating and checking the score, it looked like they were in some serious trouble there. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. My bad. I want to go back real quick. I hadn't refreshed this. So Texas is still number six. God damn it. But I actually have Kansas State as a point, point eight favorite over over TCU or neutral. Whoa. So my power ratings would have Kansas State as favorite as the eighth best team in the country. But Texas still is at six. God damn it. So Texas will not leave. God damn it. But, okay, back to the Bama Ole Miss game. This was a very evenly matched game, but a lot of weird moments. For the majority of that first half, it seemed like Ole Miss was in the driver's seat. But then you have the Zach Evans fumble when he ends up getting injured on questionable call by Toto. And that was a chance for Bama to get a touchdown, steal some points right before half when they're receiving the kick. And it was like right after that, it was like the Bama avalanche started and then Ole Miss just couldn't stop it. But um, I I come away with this still, like, down on Bama. Like, I'm not impressed by this win. There were, I will say, Bama played this game extremely fucking chippy. There was 
I'm, did you see the Jackson Dart uh, face mask? I not did. the Not the one that they missed, the one that actually happened. That he ripped off his head? Yes. Yes. I w- my God. But then there was obviously the one that ended up happening later that was not called. Again, SEC refs with Bama. I'm firmly with you, other SEC teams. We will fight the good fight. That Those refs were trash. That was poorly ref game. Bama constantly getting away with extra hits, still like undisciplined, and it's still. And now, I feel like the trend started happening. There was a lot more individuals out there playing, and not a team out there playing. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, in hindsight, Bama really after when that game kicked off, their season basically came to an end. Yeah, because LSU did took care of business against Arkansas in an ugly fashion. But Ole Miss still had a chance. Yeah, they did have a chance. Jackson Dard, like, just missing a wide receiver in the end zone. I I came away with this, even with the loss, like, Ole Miss proved to me that they're a solid team. Like, I know this Bama team isn't to the level that we normally like to say, but still, this is a Bama team with a lot of talent in a lot of places, and you almost came away with the victory. Yeah, they very much remind me of like Penn State when it comes to the Big Ten. Like they're always going to be that like third team. And until this they year, I think they're run. four. Because I think Tennessee is three. No, like this. Oh, like oh okay, the okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, like I get what you're saying. There's the king of the crop there, but but said there's not really two in the SEC. There's usually just one. I get what you're saying. But like every once in a while, they're going to knock you off, and mm-hmm. damn near had it this time. All right, go run down the rest of your sleigh. Give us your shout-outs here of the week. All right, first shout-out on Tuesday, Toledo 28, Ball State 21. Toledo solidifying themselves in the MAC championship, winning the West. Another one of your teams that you have in even future on, correct? Yeah, for them to win the MAC. So maybe go up to Detroit and watch it happen, maybe. Uh, Friday night, Cincy 27, ECU 25. I don't know what it is, but this Cincinnati team somehow, some way, found a way to win this game. It was kind of ugly, and yeah, like you said, Cincinnati just always seems to be able to find a way. I mean, obviously, probably the coaching, yeah, and one yeah, of the five yeah, best coaches yeah. in the country does help. Yeah. Uh, next Friday night, USC fifty-five, Colorado seventeen. I mean, did you end up seeing the end of that game? No, I did not. Lincoln was playing for us, man, to get the cover. Yeah, Real, like okay, even with the like, he put the backups in in the like fourth at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they were still just trying to score. Colorado would go down and score. They'd still go try it down. You know, we need more coaches like him. Sad part for USC. Travis Dye goes down with an injury. I'm not sure if we've had an official thing, but. It apparently doesn't look good. Might be out for the season, but tough loss for them, especially with being the Pac-12's only hope for playoff. But made a big game this weekend. All right, getting to the Saturday games: Notre Dame thirty-five, Navy thirty-two. I know this scores a little bit like, huh? Navy did pour it on at the end. Notre Dame just took their foot off the gas, but still like. A little bit worried about Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. I don't, I have no idea. There's the most happen. bipolar team. Yeah. Uh 
Big, big shout out. UConn, 36, Liberty, 33. Bowl eligible. The UConn Huskies are bowl eligible. How crazy. That's what awesome, a, though, for Jim Nora. What, what a t- turnaround for Jim Nora. Yeah, this was not the week that – and this team easily should have beat Ball State, too. Like, we have a team – we could be looking at them right now, and they would be, what, 7-3? and three? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. All right, next shout-out. Tennessee 66, Mizzou 24. I said it. Tennessee could control this number. And even at the end, with Milton coming coming in in that fourth quarter and still like calling timeouts to score points, I love it. I'm going to keep hammering Tennessee to end the season. I mean, it's it sucks that that's the way it has to be, but like I get it. Like I'm, I totally get it. If you want any shot of making the playoff, you, you have, have to, to sh- pour it on. You do, you do, and I mean, there's going to be some casualties in the way. All right, next shot. Can you imagine they play, they play Vandy? I know they're going to be trying to slaughter Vandy. Hundred to nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next shout out. West Virginia twenty three, Oklahoma twenty. Obviously, West Virginia's win totals on life support. They have to win out, but hell of a win. First win against Oklahoma ever since they oh. I since they became or came to the Big Twelve okay. I do believe, but yeah, did bit. they not? Didn't Will Greer didn't beat them? Mm-mm. Kyler won. Damn, maybe I maybe I'm. I remember because it was they, Texas. I'm it was of. black. No, it was it the was Texas because Will Greer horns down the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Right. The go that was. So, I remember that game. Like I could talk about that game for like half an hour. What about like just favorite all time college football players, Will Greer? Yes, I, dude. He was. I went to see uh, West Virginia Tennessee when it was in uh, South Carolina or uh, Charleston, okay. and man, he was so damn. I had him as a very high-rated draft prospect. Let's just say it didn't turn out so well. I mean, he he's still in the league. He's Cow- he? Cowboys like third string. Oh well, he's on the league. He 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 popped up in the preseason. All right, all right, all right. Back to it. Next shout out: Duke twenty-four, Virginia Tech seven. Started off with Virginia Tech going up seven zero. Somebody sitting on Duke ten uh, minus ten. I was like, uh oh. And there were a little bit of struggles for the offense, a couple red zone turnovers. But, I mean, hell of a win for Duke. They just keep chugging away. Yeah, 7-3 and three easily should be 8-2 and two right now. They should have beat North Carolina. It would be in the driver's seat for the ACC. But my power ratings hate Duke. They're 6-2. and two. All right, next shout-out. Sorry, Mom. Uh, Purdue, 31. Illinois, 24. Damn. Yeah, I've been doing the... Big Ten playoff predictor to see who oh, gets God. to go. There is, it is wild. Because and like the thing is, you could do all those playoff predictors. These teams are so closely matched that like just trying to re like you think oh they're gonna come away with a win here and then they don't. It's just insane. But I do think Purdue has Indiana and Northwestern. Yeah, Purdue. When so, I saw Purdue's schedule, I'm like, okay, they're kind of. But in- Iowa does have the has two winnable games as well, and I think Iowa would get the nod over Purdue. I'm still hoping for my Wisconsin. No, not Wisconsin, Minnesota. But if Minnesota, (laughs) I don't know how that shit works, though. If everybody's tied with the same record and there's a bunch of splits. I don't know because things got crazy that one year with uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and Penn State somehow got in, but. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It gets confusing when you go down the road. All right, next shout out. The game that almost ended my existence. Vandy 24, Kentucky 21. God fucking damn it. If you, I mean, no, nobody really follows me on Twitter, but man, did I go on. <laughs> That's a, so sad. No way it does, but I'm That's just so saying. I went, I went on a rant for an audience of zero about how embarrassing this fucking loss was for Kentucky. I mean, I was worried in the South Carolina game, the Mizzou game, because obviously I'm sitting on a ticket for Vandy under half a conference win. I did do, I took Vandy and the points against South Carolina, which was the perfect double head, or it was a hedge, but it worked out perfectly that they covered but didn't win. South Carolina, I just put a sprinkle on money line. I thought South Carolina would still come away with this game or that game. I didn't put shit on on Vandy against Kentucky because I was like, there's no way Kentucky loses this game. And what the fuck do they do? They fucking lose at home to Vandy, who hadn't won an SEC game since 2019. Congratulations, Kentucky. You suck. All right. Next. Yeah, I'm not, I have nothing to say back to that. I'm just going to let you have it. All right. Next shout out. LSU 13, Arkansas 10. I know this was kind of a big game, but it was kind of a boring-ass game. But I will say, Harold fucking Perkins is a goddamn animal. My God, this freshman is a freak. This kid, I I almost tweeted out, this kid's going to be a top 15 pick when he's eligible, and we still have two years. Top 15? This kid might be a little higher than that. Dude, like, it's, here. It, like his bend off of the edge and like credit to LSU to like, hey, let's try this kid off the edge. And he just erupted. He single handedly won this game for LSU. But goddamn, this kid looks like the college version of Micah Parsons. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he looks like Micah Parsons. Like if he gets like more build on that frame, like my God, that's going to be a carbon copy. I mean, congratulations to LSU. Driver's seat to win the, is it the West or the East? I always get to think it's the West. Okay, whatever. Congratulations. With still an outside shot to make the playoff. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but if you beat Bama and Georgia and not get in, that's crazy. All right, next shout out. Some team getting off the mat and proving me wrong. Miami 35, Georgia Tech 14. Granted, quarterback went down for Georgia Tech, and then it was all downhill from there. Yeah, dude, I would bet that over and over again, though. Like, I think you're on the right. I, that's one of those where I bet it again. Like, yeah. what did Miami do to, to lead you to think they were beating Georgia Tech? Like, at all. Yeah, I mean, they haven't proved shit to me. I've been on here, like, ripping them to shreds. Like, like I think if you play that game ten times, it's there's a lot of different outcomes in that. All right, next shout-out. Iowa 24, Wisconsin 10. This offense is a juggernaut. <laughs> Patriots for Heisman. My God. And that 24 back-to-back weeks? I think so. That's in, that's impressive. <laughs> Job security. Uh, next shout-out. Clemson 31, Louisville 16. This really wasn't much of a game, but good for Clemson. To... No, that Clemson front four was dominating. Granted, it took game. Malik Cunningham out of the game in the like end of that first quarter, but yeah, Clemson... like. 
what like a lot of people had this as like a fall off spot, but good oh, win, including me, your host. Yeah. Good win for them. All right, next shout out: Penn State thirty, Maryland zero. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Shit. Tough. As somebody who does like 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 Maryland, that was just tough. Like Penn State just flexing their muscles on their quote little brother and continually proving that they're the third best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, I did say that Maryland will knock off one of Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State to start the year with no intentions of it being Ohio State. Well, they only got one shot left. Yeah. All right, next shout-out, UCF 38, Tulane 31. Very, this It was on the one of the side screens, but it was I had my eyes on it. It was a very, very good game. Very fun game out of the American. Next shout-out, one of my teams killed one of my teams. Boston College 21, North Carolina State 20. I have no, I have no fucking words. Yeah, I, I like for like NC State win total now on life support. I thought like okay, we could lose the game to UNC, but still come away with this over. Nope, nope. Boston College been playing better as of late. Yeah, maybe getting like a little security for Halfley. Yeah, but nonetheless, I don't think they'd be rid of him. Not yet. Uh, We'll talk off season. All right. Next, Georgia 45, Mississippi State 19. What a beautiful over. Just going to say it. Like, this was like, I think a lot of people thought Mississippi State would get blown out of this game. And they were competitive for a little bit of that game. But obviously, Georgia just too much. Next shout out Kansas State 31, Baylor 3. I look a little bit right. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. I mean, you called that one. You didn't. You were like, I don't. I do not think Baylor's very good. No. So I'll give you good kudos on that. One. So news out of Manhattan is Adrian Martinez is going to be sidelined for the next four to six weeks with an injury. I almost want to say is a kind of a blessing in disguise if Will Howard continues the trajectory that he has been doing. The this pass offense looks so much more different with him at quarterback, obviously. Run game, there's not much – they do run him, but – it's just, He's definitely not, nowhere near the third mark. I thought about the greatest scenario would be get to the Pac- Big 12 championship, start Will Howard for the first half, get a lead, <laughs> then out. put Martinez in and just secure the win. But – Kansas State still in the driver's seat to make it back there and get there, maybe get some revenge against TCU and and their playoff hopes. Who knows? That would be so Big Twelve too. I mean, it hap- literally happened last year. Yeah. All right, next shout out. Thank you for going under Auburn thirteen, Texas A and M ten. The score was seven nothing at halftime. I was on the under forty nine. I do believe is what it, I gave it out as. And I was still kind of worried. I'm like, all hell could break loose when it comes to these two fucking teams. Thankfully, it didn't. Cadillac Williams gets his first win as interim coach. So, congrats to him. Big win for Auburn. This is why power ratings are flawed, to a degree. I have Texas A&M as the greatest 3-7 and team ever, ranked 41st. They are better than Pitt, Tulane, Washington State, Syracuse, Maryland, Kentucky, 
I mean, West Virginia is okay. That makes about sense. But yeah, teams like that, like BYU. You listed off so many damn teams that Duke, I would take over Texas A&M. Duke at 7-3. and three, And then, like, Toledo, Liberty. Yeah. That's the little bit of flaw. It's a coastal. Like, that's the little bit of flaw Still, in the so, power ratings. Like, I would... I know there's no, like, now there's no way that Texas A&M can make a bowl, but I would love to just get them in a bowl on a neutral field against, give me any fucking team. They would be 10-point favorites over Coastal on a neutral. And I think Coastal. Oh, crazy? wait, well, McCall's out, so. Yeah, that doesn't help, but still. All right, next shout-out. UNC 36, Wake 34. I'm so pissed this over did not hit. And the fourth quarter only three points. No Boo. shit. I didn't even pay attention to the pay attention to it. I remember it was crazy high for a while. I mean, still an amazing game. Uh UNC clinches the uh the coastal. So setting up for a matchup against Clemson. Just take care of business the last few weeks and I mean you never know. She can get crazy, you can get in. Next shout out. This team might be becoming a wagon. Florida State 38, Q's 3. This, I love this Florida State team so goddamn much. They are so fucking good. Yeah. They are really starting to hit their stride. If Travis comes back, they will, I guarantee you, be a preseason top 10 next year. Preseason, just the same preseason thing. Preseason top 15. Deal. I'll make a deal with you. But they were going to be ranked very high. Yeah. The yeah. Dependent, and honestly, rightfully so. I think. Depending on who all comes back, like I haven't fully looked into their roster to see like who could be leaving. Like if you could get Johnny Wilson to come back, Jared Verse, who, I mean, he. But the problem is he's getting first round hype. So yeah, I'm tough like, to keep those kids back. Yeah, but still, you've been able to go out into the portal and find gems on the defensive line. So trust them there. But man, the, this FSU team. If it's not for a couple of hiccups early in the season in ACC play, man, they could they could have been a real force. All right, next shout out: Utah forty two, Stanford seven. Told you this was a dead team walking. Stanford hates fun. One ass kicking. All right, next shout out: Oregon State thirty eight, Cal ten. This Oregon State team is no team to fuck around with. No, <laughs> they're lit. Like when I think about the Pac-12, like it's the top, like those top five teams that are all in contention right now. Oregon State's two, maybe with Wazoo, and then there's everybody fucking else. Yeah, I. So watching the Oregon game, I was just, I continued to think that Oregon was going to come back and win and I was just completely prepared for Oregon State to beat Oregon and that was going to be the one that ruined the Pac-12 and I guess we're not going to see it but I mean that game I oh god I don't even know what I would have it at like I think those two teams really aren't like crazy crazy far off each other I don't know where the game is but at a neutral only a five-point spread damn damn I mean like we said at the beginning of the year we thought they were good it just the schedule didn't play out that well all right, and last shout-out, just going to pat myself on the back because I called it Boise State 41, Nevada 3. <laughs> One ass-kicking. Nevada stinks. It was a good Setting up there. for a great game in the Mountain West. Now we'll get to the look ahead. Uh, Thursday night, SMU at Tulane. I think that's going to be a great game Thursday night. 
All right, looking at the Saturday slate, Illinois at Michigan. Kind of lost a little bit of its luster, but still has a chance to maybe be a good game. Never know. Uh, never know. All right, in the Big 12, TCU at Baylor. I mean, I, am I right? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, it's only two and a half. I know. It's, it's crazy. 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 All right, next one, Duke at Pitt. I think this is going to be a very, very good game. Uh, next one, Houston at ECU. ECU is a very, very scrappy team, but so is Houston. I think this is going to be a great battle. Um, Maybe a little bit of an ass-kicking, but still, I'm going to give it a shout-out, I guess. Georgia at Kentucky. Can Kentucky... You just want to throw shade can, at Kentucky. Can Kentucky get off the mat? No, they're going to get no, their ass kicked by Georgia, and I'm going to enjoy bad. it. I might go to the game. What would you say the spread was? 22 and a half is... Oh, a, or, Jesus. Yeah. God, I hate how much I like it. All right, next one. NC State at Louisville. I think this could be a very, very good ACC game. Now, next one. Can they get some redemption from last season? Texas at Kansas. Oh, I do love this. I love it too. I'm scared how much I like I it. I don't I I'm gonna look that up real quick and see. Do you know? I think what it, I think it's seven and a half. Is it in Oh no wait, it's... no, I'm sorry. It no, it opened at seven and a half. I've seen it at nine. And I'm just gonna let it keep climbing and keep climbing. The spread currently sits at nine. I I don't know. I don't Texas is I'm gonna let it climb. Too. I'm gonna let yeah. it climb. All right, next one. Iowa at Minnesota. A lot of Big 12 West implications here. Going to be an ugly fucking game. <laughs> I was going to say, that's about it. The, you know what the, the over-under is for this game? Um, I'm going to say 38 and a half. Oh, God, you're way off. Oh, is it lower? 32 and a half. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> um, somebody's bet the, they're going to somebody's d- bet the under they're already. They're going to dare me to bet that over. <laughs> I'm betting. I already bet the under, so. Thirty-two and a half. It's just gonna be ugly as fuck. Twenty to fourteen will catch that. <laughs> like there's, that's so low. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna. I am betting that over. All right. Like I said, big game in the Mount West. Boise State at Wyoming. This determines a lot. All right. Next one. Ole Miss at Arkansas. Still like crazy low spread. What is it? Three. Yeah, I know. Arkansas doesn't again. There's some trappy lines. Yeah, that's a rat line right there. All right, next one. Kind of lost its luster, but we do have Bedlam. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. I mean, we might as well enjoy it because we're not going to have it for much longer. Yeah. Uh, Next one. Big, big game in the Pac-12. USC at UCLA. Have already seen that this game is a sellout. The line keeps dropping. Yeah, it was at three, and I'm pretty sure it's at two. one. At, oh, it's at two now. Two now. Okay, and then Ooh, I do not know there. That's I don't know. Look, I mean, at, that might look, be look a, at the over under. Holy fuck! Seventy five and a half. <laughs> Somebody's already bet it at seventy three and a yeah, half. Good, good call there. <laughs> That's a good call. All right, and then another big game in the Pac twelve: Utah at Oregon. 
like I said, these Ooh, big weekend for the Pac-12. Yeah, the, these two games ultimately could decide who's in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, 100%. basically, I think there's a scenario where winner the winners end up playing each other. The oh, you're saying the, like this is the winner like of these two games, two games ends can up? Do it. Yeah, yeah, unless all else hell breaks loose. But and right. before we end, I do just want to pay our respects. We have been a podcast that has been on Virginia. So Monday morning when we were both at work, we get to work at 5 a.m. to be seeing the news about what was happening at Virginia was very, very scary. And then to ultimately hear that three players from the UBA team that we have been backing a lot ended up losing their lives. I just want to I just want give my thoughts and prayers to their families. Uh the players that we ended up losing were uh Devin Chandler who was uh Wisconsin cha- uh uh transfer uh Deshaun Perry and somebody that I have been talking glowingly about for the last Two years, uh, Lavelle Davis, one of my favorite wide receivers in possibly the whole nation. Tragic, tragic things happening in Virginia. Just want to give my thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. Yeah, exactly. It sucks. It's nothing to do with the football. It's just it's a human thing. All I can say is, is somebody lost his dad this year. I know you lost your dad, what, almost 10 years ago? Yeah, this December will be 10 it's years. Just, you know, hug hug your loved ones because you really you don't know when the last time you're gonna see them. The world, this is the craziest time probably in the world, like since like the modern age world when we're civilized. Like, just hug your loved ones, tell them you love them. Don't hesitate to go visit. Not everybody has all the relatives around. Yeah, I I hate that. Uh, in the time of mourning, there's always these great stories that come that come out about the deceased. But just reading some of the stories from uh, professors that had these guys as students. And like how Lavelle Davis was talking in an interview about how he was part of a program that really wanted to change like the like change a lot of things about Virginia. Like these were three not just model players, but three model students and three model young men. And it is very sad for them to be gone. Yeah, I hate to I hate to end it on sour end, but. I just want to give our respects to Virginia. Yeah, you have to pay those. Um, I mean, I mean that's the right that's the right thing to do. I I didn't even think about that. It's something we should have done earlier, Connor. Just so we do not end on a sad moment was a mo- good moment. Glad you brought it up here. I'm going to give out if you can get this before if you listen to this before the games. I'm going to give you a couple picks here for tonight. Okay, I Duke, haven't even, I honestly Duke, haven't even Duke got a chance minus to one. I do like that. <laughs> I do like that. Worried Dariq Whitehead's not going to be playing. But I don't know. Kansas, I mean, Jalen Wilson's going to have to score 20 for this. But, or the only thing that does worry me, too, is this is a very, very young Duke team. But this team is super fucking talented. I'm just going to give an ugly one. Take Pacific plus six and, or minus six and a half versus North Dakota. North Dakota stinks. Pacific is a very underrated WCC team. And if we were giving out quick picks, if you could get this Tuesday night, take Ohio. Minus the three and a half. Maction. 
Oh God! I'm like no, to, not I'm basketball. Like, I'm, I'm giving through. out football. I'm like picks. scrambling through. Who's am it? I? Am I the basketball like, guy? Who the no. Fuck are they playing? Basketball don't start to me for me until after the national championship. That is your problem. I have a lot of problems. <laughs> don't we all? All right, we'll see you guys Friday with picks. We're out here. Peace.